0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Sports Ethos NBA DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Keith Cork, and I am going to be flying solo as I do, I'm pretty pretty sure, every Friday here uh, for your Saturday slate, but not to worry, I got you guys covered here. We do have an interesting slate here, I guess, uh, split up into two slates. It is an early two-game slate with uh, the Lakers, Pelicans, and the Brooklyn Nets, and the Washington Wizards. And then later, we have a seven-game main slate uh, that we'll be covering. But let's just hop right into it, man. The two-game early slate, we do have a few bits of injury news here to keep on top of. Nothing too crazy. We do have LeBron James questionable with an ankle injury. You have to imagine he plays through, he plays through it about 90% of the time. So I have to imagine he's still going to be playing through that uh, that ankle injury. Ben Simmons is questionable with that uh, mysterious uh, phantom knee injury. See how that, how that uh, plays out. T.J. Warren. Questionable with his shin injury. Also, also so tough to see him on the shelf and not uh, not able to stay healthy. But maybe he'll be able to play this one. We'll see. I got a couple of guys here. Uh, decent interest in both games. I wouldn't say a whole ton of interest. Uh, kind of find it kind of hard to find uh, a lot of guys that are in the you know value range that are. Uh, you know, solid to go ahead and roster. I do have one guy. Oh, sorry, two guys on here that are under four thousand. But I'm not super sold on either of them. But anyways, let's move into it. Let's talk about the Los Angeles Lake, Los Angeles Lakers, and the New Orleans Pelicans. I'm just trying to see if we have a, a spread for that one yet. I'm sure we do. If I can ever get to it. But uh, oh yeah, the Lakers are favored by one point. Should be a close game. Makes sense. Pelicans are on a bit of a slide here. This could be the one that may turn it around. We'll see, but uh, I do have Anthony Davis here at nine hundred. I think that is going to be the best price you see him at, probably for the rest of the season, unless he gets injured again, of course. But his price should keep climbing until it's in that ten five to eleven thousand range. So you got a little bit of a discount here. I don't. I think it's hard to fade him here on a two game slate. None of the other stars really jump out to me. Uh, I'll, I'll mention one in the next game, obviously, but. Probably not rostering uh, LeBron James, who's really the only other guy. Um, On the Lakers, I also... Here's one of my my sub-4,000 guys I got interested in. I got interested in Lonnie Walker, the fourth at 3,200. He's had a diminished role in the last several games, but still getting minutes. Still a guy that is capable of going off on the offensive end. He's a shot to fall. The last two games have been real stinkers, but he did go, I believe as one for six a couple of games ago, which is really rough, obviously. And the last game, he only took two shots. So, you know, hopefully he can put it together. Hopefully he can go for something like, you know, three or four for six from the field. And still get, you know, a few rebounds, a few assists. not like for anything crazy. Maybe 20 DK points. That's fine by me. I think he has a ceiling, too, you know, to get 30, 35 DK points. I think that's possible. He has a hot hand. With the Lakers at basically full health, though, hard to see him. Shouldering a big offensive load on the regular. So I'm just hoping he gets his shots here at 3,200. I think it's worth the gamble. On uh, the other side of the ball, I do have C.J. McCollum at 7,300 as a GPP pivot. But the guy I think everyone's going to be keyed on here on the Pelican side is going to be Brandon Ingram at 6,900. He's going to be heavily owned, most likely. I couldn't, wouldn't see it in any other way. Um, just had a really big game. Still working his way back from injury a little bit. But yeah, I think it's hard to fade him here uh, in this matchup against the Lakers. Lakers with Anthony Davis are going to be a, de- a a decent defensive team. So if you want to fade both these guys, I wouldn't really blame you, honestly. That's my too sincere about that one. But I am playing Brandon, Brandon Ingram right now. Got my eye on C.G. McCollum. Again, he's, I think he's a GPP. Pivot. I think a lot of people are just going to have B.I. That's basically it on the Pelican side. And uh, that makes a whole lot of sense to me. So that's what I'm rolling with. But uh, still kind of toying around with going to C.G. McCollum there. Uh, Brooklyn and Washington. That's the other game here on this early slate. We've got the Brooklyn Nets favored by two points. Uh fair enough. Uh, I mean, neither of these teams, both of these teams are kind of hard to judge who's gonna win this game. I'm not sure. That's uh Nets have had some issues here. Obviously, the biggest issue with the Nets is Kyrie Irving requesting a trade. <laughs> he's not on in the injury report. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean he's gonna play at this point in time. I think I'm hoping we get more you know, news, obviously up until tip, about whether or not he's going to suit up and actually play this game. As of right now, it seems like he will. So I do have interest in him at 10-4. I think he can play both uh, Anthony Davis and Kyrie Irving in a lineup. It's possible. I'm doing it currently. Uh, Is is it risky, though? I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, it's very possible that Kyrie could just not show up. Uh, I mean, I mean, literally, if he did not show up in real life, like, did not show up to the, to the arena, it would not surprise me. Like, that just, at this point, it just would not surprise me. Um, but, you know, at this point, it seems like he's going to play, so I have interest in him against the Wizards who still don't really have a starting point guard. I imagine they're trying to get one. Maybe they're going to get Kyrie? Yeah, I don't, I don't think so, though. Uh, I've also got interest on the other sub-4000 guy here on the slate that I'm interested in is Joe Harris at 3700. Getting the minutes, you know, low 20s or so minutes, 15 to 20 to 23 minutes, somewhere in that range. So I'm hoping for the higher end of that range, obviously. Uh, but he's on the floor. I mean, he's, he's doing stuff. He's hitting threes. He's, you know, getting some rebounds. Uh, maybe he'll go you know, steal or, or two. I mean, you know, you never know. Not, not hoping for a whole lot out of uh, Average Joe here, but I think you can have Average Joe and Lonnie Walker as kind of both punk plays in a, in a lineup where you're, you know, rostering two stars. That's what I'm doing right now. Well, i got set up for. Not super interested in all the mid-range guys here in these two games, honestly. I think there are two games that are really star-driven. The Brooklyn Nets are almost entirely star-driven. Not having Kevin Durant, we've seen how they've played you know, recently. And the Lakers, of course, we all know. It's LeBron James and Anthony Davis show, and that's basically it. Russell Westbrook can do what he wants, I guess, for a 20-minute game or so. And that's it. So, yeah, two teams that are really, really top-heavy. But let's talk about the Wizards because they're they're not super top heavy. Um, I mean, Bradley built seventy one hundred. I uh, told you guys, you know, I've been trying to roster him continuously because I knew he was going to explode. He had a thirty plus point game last one, which is nice. He didn't put up many of the ancillary stats though, which was a bummer. So maybe you can put them both together. I do have him here on my radar here. I don't think I have him in my lineup right now, but yeah, he's somebody I've got my eye on for sure. I think he's going to be. I think his ownership on two game slate is probably going to be too high for me to to go that route. Honestly. Maybe it burns me, but I'd rather go with a lower-owned guy. Uh, the other guy I've got here that is going to be definitely over a uh, uh, lower-owned because he just managed 15 minutes in the last game, Denny Advija. Uh, I know you guys have uh, heard me espouse my Denny love here uh, for a, a week or two now. But 5100 for this guy, and uh, yeah, just put up a stinker. I mean, 15 minutes, there's not much you can do in 15 minutes. Uh, very disappointing for me. Obviously, I did have him my roster, but... I think those minutes could come back up. It's a back to back for him. So I'm right about that, right? Yeah, I think so. But, uh, but as long as he's getting those minutes, I mean, I think it's pretty safe to say that, you know, he's going to uh, beat that price tag. Yeah, it is a back to so back for him. Just play Portland. But I think it's pretty safe to say he's going to beat that price tag. He was ab- absolutely cruising for a while there three games or so. And uh, it was just the minutes that were really a drag there. So hopefully he gets 25-plus minutes in this one. We'll see. Uh, All right, let's move on to the main seven-game slate. Luka Doncic is going to be out. That's a big one with a heel injury. We've got Spencer Dinwiddie questionable also on the Mavericks with a knee injury. So big opportunities here on the Mavericks. I'm be looking at that closely. Nikola Jokic questionable with a hamstring injury. Aaron Gordon, also of the Nuggets, is questionable with an ankle injury. The Knicks have Brunson questionable with an illness, and the Warriors have Clay Thompson questionable with an illness as well, as well as Dreamline Green questionable with a calf injury. The uh, Yusuf Nurkic is going to be out for a little while uh, through the All-Star break, I believe they said, with a calf injury. Patrick Williams of the Bulls questionable with an ankle injury. Caruso also questionable with a foot injury, so I got a few thoughts there as a Bulls fan. Ludor out with a hamstring injury. Uh, I believe he's actually been out for a little while with that one. But Kyle Lowry, out with being traded, question mark? Uh, Out with a knee injury, uh, has not panned out there in in heat land with Kyle Lowry. So curious to see what happens there as we near this trade deadline. That's only five days away, guys. Holy cow, we are zooming through five days away from the trade deadline. Oh, by the way, I'm going to be on the trade deadline show for Sports Ethos. You guys should go check that out. Uh, I don't know if I have a link yet, but uh, just follow the Sports Ethos accounts and everything like that you should be able to find that. should be very simple. Follow me on Twitter, at bsppkeith. You'll find it there as well. Um, if you guys don't have the DFS Pass, $4.99 a month, go get it. Speak to us in the Discord. Speak to us whenever you want to. DM us. It doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, just tell them Keith sent you. Sportsethos.com. Get the DFS Pass. Uh, but, yeah, I do have interest. So let's talk about Dallas and Golden State Warriors. So it's in my interest is entirely in the Dallas side of the ball. Um, Warriors got a few question marks there, so I think you got to stay on top of that. There could be some cheaper guys open up there as well. But on the Dallas side, I already know there's two guys that I'm going to be targeting. It's going to be Josh Green at 4,000. I feel like he's super safe. I feel like he's this is definitely the cash play. I feel like it's fine to go to in GPP as well. He's been getting, what, 28 plus minutes, I think, if I remember correctly. Um, in the last two, 29-plus minutes. Actually, no. Whoa, last two? What am I talking about? It's been one, two, three, four, five, six games he's getting 29-plus minutes in a row. And he doesn't always do something with them, but he does have that ability and that athleticism to go off and, and score, which is what the Mavericks are absolutely going to need without uh, Luka Doncic, obviously. Already been ruled out. If there's no Dinwiddie either, then, yeah, this. No way! I I fade this guy probably. Um, The other guy is pretty easy to guess. Also, Jaden Hardy at three thousand, more of a dark throw, because Jason Kidd just won't. I mean, he's not getting minutes. You know, I think he had twenty-two minutes if I remember correctly. In the the most minutes he's gotten in the last twenty or so games, and he did a lot in those twenty-two minutes, but you just don't have any guarantees there. I mean, he has minimum salary, so he's absolutely worth that stab in a GPP. There is absolutely... It's fine. I think you can play him. No big deal. But uh, I think uh, Josh Green's the one that's definitely a whole lot safer, for sure. If Dinwiddie does play, he'll be a, he'll be a chalky, I'm sure. And uh, I'm probably into him. I'd probably play him. Um, I'm not super excited about it. He's seventy one hundred. That's a really good price tag. So getting a little bit more excited about it now. <laughs> I'm not super duper excited about it, but I'm a little bit excited about it. So you gotta keep your eye on that, on that uh stats for sure. Okay, let's move on to the Houston Rockets and the OKC Thunder. And I do like Shea Gildas Alexander 10 4. I think of the top guys, you know, it's a seven game slate. Difficult for me to go ahead and spend up on those those three top guys. You yeah, got Jokic, you got Giannis, and uh, who am I forgetting here? Oh, well, Dodger's P's out, so really just two of them. Dame's technically the third highest score, or highest price guy, 10 6. But, I mean, I do have some interest here in uh, Shea Gildas Alexander against, oh, against Houston. He shot terribly last game, but. I mean, he could go for 70 DK points. It would not surprise me in this matchup. Obviously, it's the Houston Rockets. It's a positive matchup for everybody. Houston's got a lot of guys out. Okay, so he's not really trying to tank. It looks like. That's what the optics are. So, uh, Jalen Williams at 5,500. I've also got really interested in him. Obviously, that's Jalen without the why. That's a Santa Clara one. But yeah, 5,500. Um, had a really brilliant first quarter in the last one they just kind of disappeared. Not sure why. But no Lou Dorton in this one, obviously, gives a little bit more opportunity here to guys like that. Um, Giddy was going off in that second half of that last game, so that might have been part of the reason that Jalen Williams didn't get a whole lot of PT. I think Giddy is nice, too, at his price tag as well, but uh, not somebody that typically target. He did have a good one against this very same team. I think he's going to be highly owned. So, I would rather really go Daniel Williams, honestly. That's just me. Uh, on the other side of the ball, we've got K.J. Martin at 5,900 for the Houston Rockets. Yeah, I'm done with the Tari thing thing. Um, you know, minutes are gone now that Jabari Smith Jr. is in. I mentioned him as a possible play uh, for tonight's slate, and that didn't go so well. And as long as Jabari Smith Jr. is going to play in this one, I mean, you, know, you might sit up. Keep your eye on that one, obviously. But uh, as long as Jabari Smith Jr. is going to play... Just don't think there's enough minutes here to go to uh, Tar Eason. But K.J. Martin, Kenny Kenny Martin Jr., should get plenty of run. Has a pretty diverse stat set. Relatively safe floor. Ceiling game. I can't tell if I'm feeling a ceiling game here. I don't think so. But the ceiling is nice. K.J. Martin, so I do like him a lot. Uh, Let's move on to the Clippers and the New York Knicks. New York, Nickabacas. Uh, I do like Kawhi Leonard at 9,700 for sure, uh, especially against the New York Knicks team that, for whatever reason, they just give they get they refuse to to you know, get the ball out of star players' hands and give up big games. So that's always a potential against them. So that's why you know, I do like to target star players against them. Kawhi has looked like the Kawhi of old for a while now. He's basically back to that point. I mean, he was seeing his price and his salary. It was like 7,000s before, and now it's up to almost 10,000. And he's a little bit lower than, you know, the guys like uh, like Anthony Davis and LeBron James and uh, Damian Lillard. He should be up there. So you get a little bit of a discount here on a guy that has the same potential uh, DK point output as those guys. So I like it. Uh, on the other side of the ball, I do have some uh, Knicks here I'm interested in. Probably my favorite play on the slate here. Uh, this is not my favorite play, but uh, Emmanuel quickly. He, uh, 5,700, I feel like he's going to have a nice role. Whether or not Jalen Brunson plays, honestly, I feel like he'll have a nice role here. Uh, and it's a decent matchup for him. I think that the Clippers do really struggle, uh, against the point guard shooting guard positions. Just don't feel like they have been able to, I guess, defend the perimeter as well as they have in, in years past. Um uh, maybe because they're not giving guys like Robert Covington the playing time, I don't know. But either way, they have not been the defensive juggernaut they've been in the the past few seasons. So, I do like Manuel quickly 5,700. But my favorite play on the entire slate, probably, is this guy, Isaiah Hartenstein, 3,900. And he's just played Jericho Sims onto the bench, closing games out ahead of him now. Should have been probably happening before, Uh, but it wasn't because Tibbs is just really... (laughs) Really stubborn about his choices and uh, saw whatever he liked in Jericho Simpson saw. He rode with it for a little while, and that's faded now. So, Hartenstein's proving he should be on the floor. And uh, when you, the big thing you have to look for with Tibbs is that he is l- relenting and giving those minutes to that player. And that's been happening for a couple of games now. So, I think R. Isaiah has is a smash play, especially against the Clippers, who Outside of Iveka Zubac, they don't have a center, which is another need for them. So, yeah. Uh, Atlanta versus Denver. Let's talk about that a little bit. I do have some interest here in Trey Young at 9,300. And probably even more interest in DeJounte Murray at 8,300. And we got to see who's going to play and who's not going to play for the Denver Nuggets. But either way, guards tend to do pretty well against this Nuggets squad. And the Hawks after struggling for a little bit, might be turning a corner. They've played relatively well in the last few games. And if they're going to play well, it's going to be on those two guys. It's going to be on DeJounte. It's going to be on Trey Young. So this is me just theorizing overall story arc. You know, It's easy to look back at the last five, ten games uh, and, and how do I want to put this, if it was that easy of just looking back at the last 5-10 games and saying, this is how this person did, so therefore, in the next game, this is how they're going to do, then, you wouldn't need me, you'd not be listening to me, you'd be winning every single time, because that's an easy game to play. If you can look at it and say, oh, this person's playing well, let me play them, because because they're playing well. That's not how the world works, It's not how life works. Uh, the Hawks, I know we like to smash on them and, you know, call them crap and and all that. They're a decent team. And as much as I'm not a Hawks fan, price points here for these two guys is too low. And at some point in time, they're going to have a nice run of games where they're shooting well, playing well. That's how basketball goes. There's so much scoring and so many possessions in a game. That it all just evens out. Law of averages really plays a, a big, important factor in basketball. Baseball, too. I mean, uh, if you watch baseball, same thing. But, but yeah, uh, you know, y- y- we like to target the teams that are struggling because a lot of people will fade them because they're looking at those recent box scores and they're saying, oh, I don't like that. I don't like the way Trey shooting baseball. But the very next game, he could go three for, for 20. In the very next game, he can go 15 for 30. It's not unheard of. And, uh, so, yeah. Anyways, that's my spiel. Uh, let's move on to Thrive Fantasy. ThriveFantasy.com is where you should go. You should enter Chromebook Ethos. Get your first deposit, match up to 250 bucks, And play some player props with me. I've got three of them here for you guys. I've got Kawhi Leonard over 25.5 points against the New York Knickabuckas. And uh, I think that's pretty solid. It's a very solid line there for, again, a star player uh, on a team that is championship hopeful. They're not throwing aims. I know it seems like it sometimes because they're sitting games left or right, especially at the Clippers. But but no, they're not. They're trying to win. So, yeah, I like that line a whole lot. Uh, Shea Gildas and Alexander, over 34.5 points in rebounds. Not a whole lot of points for this one. It's only 70 points against the Houston Rockets, but seems like a done deal to me. And they have got Trey Young, over 28.5 points, and that's 110 points against the Denver Nuggets. And I just explained to you what I felt about Young and, and the Hawks, but that's going kind to of do it for us guys. That is it. My name is Keith. You can catch me on Twitter at at BSBP Keith, please like, and share and love and subscribe all over the place wherever you're listening. We're going to keep bringing this content to you guys. I've got some stuff in store here, not just for this season, but for stuff, you know, next season and beyond just hang with us. Let your friends know, help us grow. You need to be sharing it uh, for us so that we can go ahead and, uh, you know, Get, get things out there. Get more uh, guests on the show. Get, uh, you know, better tools for you guys. I mean, all that stuff is in the works. We just need you guys to tune in and listen. need your friends to tune in and listen. If you have friends that, listen, that play DFS, get them to listen, please. But anyways, I am Keith, and I will catch you guys next time. Until then, go get that money.